Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. everybody welcome to go home bible you're drunk uh the podcast where we pull out our bibles and examine them taking them literally but not seriously because it turns out that particular approach makes you feel like you are on substances i'm tori i was raised fundamentalist evangelical so i read the bible a whole lot and was intending to grow up and get married and make babies and just be cool with that but I opted out it was not it was not working for me it was not my calling you might say I also have a co-host my name is Justin I was a pastor for a long time probably inadvertently telling people like Tori that they should just be quiet and make babies I was part of that system. Those words, right? I didn't say say those words. words. No, I never said those words. But I was part of that system, so definitely. And then when I started questioning that system and being like, "Hey, maybe like women are people," um, (laughs) no, and and maybe fetuses aren't. um, (laughs) Okay, I'm uh, sorry. This has to. That has to be a T-shirt. Has to be. Women are people, fetuses aren't. I'm, I'm, it's, it's going into the into it's the merge. Going into, into the merge. It's going into the notes. Into the merge note. So yeah, that's me. So yeah, not definitely not a pastor anymore. And so now I just you know have a have a podcast about the Bible and we we talk and drink about it and make a way too many abortion jokes. So, no. Uh, sorry to, to to all the sugar ants in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> May you, you definitely outnumber the people there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, in trying to keep it light this summer, we've been talking about different parties in the Bible because the world is too much. But there was a news story that I ran across this week that I just feel like we have to cover. It is, it is important. It is timely. It encapsulates the conservative evangelical movement perfectly and we need to talk about it. And it, it involves Cracker Barrel. I don't know if you all know, but Cracker Barrel has started serving woke meat to its patrons. <laughs> um, I need to change my Twitter name to woke meat. Woke meat. I think we might both do that. <laughs> and people will <laughs> wonder for a week or so what oh that means. Oh my gosh. We should, change our, we should both change our profile picture to the Cracker Barrel 
yes. like logo also nobody yes. will know who's who it'll be great <laughs> woke meat uh yeah so uh, baptist news global put out a, a story and i'll just read the title it says our left-wing radicals pushing cracker barrel to the edge of the slippery slope <laughs> and then and then I'll just say, on August 1st, liberals won a huge victory in the culture war. And I'm not going to, I'll just summarize the story. Yeah, a huge victory. We won a victory, folks, for the first time in a at long fucking time. Cracker Barrel. At fucking Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Uh, that bastion of liberal wokeness. Anyway, so Cracker Barrel came out with a, not a new menu, but just kind of like revamped some of its menu. And one of the items or an option, this is an option amongst many is you can get vegan or like it's it's impossible sausage it's you know it's not it's it's vegan meat you can get a you can get that as your sausage side or whatever nothing was taken away i just need to emphasize that throughout this story nothing was taken away like they didn't stop serving regular old pork meat they just started serving alongside of that impossible sausage however from what I understand from this article, the Baptists, when they go into Cracker Barrel, they're having a gun put to their heads and told, yes, we have the good old fashioned American pork, but you don't get to choose that. You have one choice. You have and one it choice. Is the impossible sausage. Yeah. So Cracker Barrel announced this, you know, throughout many various channels, but they also announced it on their Facebook page and 19,000 comments later. But that we know of that we know of as of the writing <laughs> of this story, people were not happy about it. There was there was a, quite an uproar and many people saying they were now going to boycott Cracker Barrel. I, I just lost one of the one commenter said I just lost respect for this once great Tennessee company. Another reason just another reason to avoid Cracker Barrel. You are making sausage from plants and seem proud of it. It is aptly <laughs> named impossible. Yeah, a lot of I'm people just- are threatened to boycott um just basically saying like my family won't be able to dine there anymore like i you know we we can't we just can't do it anymore um just mm. here's another one shaking my head or smh this is biden's america if we don't get trump back this country is in trouble there shall be no hippie meat in trump's america okay so this is this is interesting right is they don't think they don't think that it should be an option like they're trying to take the choice away and because they can't unilaterally do that just by posting mean stuff on Facebook, they're going to boycott for as long as their poor little lead addled brains can remember to do that. Like no offense to baby boomers, but y'all ate a lot of paint as children. Um, so. yeah. And and by the next time they forget, it would be the next time they see a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> right. They will have it's forgotten going, all about it's it. It's not going to stick. Well, I mean, in, just in and my then, experience, yeah. go ahead. Evangelicals boycott a lot of things, and then they forget very quickly because then they have to come back every Christmas and be like, "We are boycotting this goddamn Starbucks." Yeah. What and and what and, happened to last year? And Disney, you know, <laughs> Disney's been forever. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's a silly story, but in some ways, it to me encapsulates so much of conservatism in this country. Like, it's not enough to just make a personal choice to not do something like, I mean, you could have a moral. I, I mean, I don't I mean, I know people have moral and ethical stances against meat. There could be plenty of people that feel very deep in their bones. They have a moral and ethical stance against vegan meat, and that's fine. I'm sure their impassioned manifesto will get 13 views. But no one again, no one is making you choose that. 
Right. The crime is that the choice is available for that other people. That, that anyone that could get it could get it. So, like, I mean, and you can play this out in with abortion. You can play this out with marriage equality. You can play this mm-hmm. out with a thousand other things. I mean, even interracial marriage, like, like just because the option is on the table for somebody, like we have to boycott all of it. You know, I mean, they, they, even like the Buzz Lightyear movie that came out that has like a lesbian kiss in it, like, oh, because it portrays that kind of relationship positively, like we have to boycott not just that movie, all of Disney, which they won't. <laughs> Every one of them. No. No one canceled their Disney Plus subscription. I'm no, sorry. Y'all are full of shit. But it's just like, just because someone can't have it, I am going to nuke all of it. I am going to boycott the whole thing. I, I want to see it destroyed because the option should not even be available. Yeah. I uh, I started reading White Flight by Kevin Cruz this week, and he really kind of touches on this because he kind of focuses on city of Atlanta and, and the civil rights movement and like everything that sort of led up to that. And it's really interesting because he he frames it in terms of like how kind of working class white and 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 black folks were engaging with with the civil rights movement, not necessarily looking at all of the rhetoric, right, from from politicians and leaders and pundits and whoever else. But one of the things that he points out kind of right at the jump, essentially, is that white folks who were opposed to civil rights for black people didn't view it that way at all. They didn't see themselves as taking things from anyone. They saw they kind of saw it as the inverse of that, right, that their right to choose who their neighbors were was being taken from them. Right. So to their minds, like they're losing rights, like other kids going to their kids school was them losing the right to choose who their children spent the day with, right? And I was I was so struck by that because I mean, I think that that I think that's still the case essentially. I think that they still frame it that way, right? That it's not other people having choices is like a net negative, right? There are only a few choices that should be allowed to exist essentially, and you can choose from like a yes or no pile. Right. It's like, we're, just like, we're not going to do any of this queer stuff. We're not going to do any of this trans stuff. It's like you can be straight and get married or not. Those are your choices, you know, and anything else is being to anything else that is added to that. So like gay marriage just as their example, right, is is being taken. Something's being taken from them. And somehow that is like to their to their minds. That is that is a civil rights abuse against them. <laughs> that other people are allowed to do a thing, right? Because America is structured in this way that it's supposed to honor God. Because if we don't honor God, then like, how are we going to win the wars and get all of the oil? And if we don't honor God, how are we going to keep hurricanes from destroying like the entire Southern Southeast coast of the U.S.? And I'm joking. Anything but having to do the work. Like, right, exactly. Anything but that, because the system is already perfect, right? Yeah. And I mean, as we see this with how they engage with the Bible, right? The Bible doesn't change, so this is really convenient. I mean, it's, that's objectively not true because it's in English, but um, to their minds, it's like, well, it's always been this way, and I don't have to worry about anything changing. And things that actually change are oppressive to me, right? Inclusiveness is oppressive to me, and that's just sort of where where they go with it and i i mean i kind of wish cracker barrel was woke because this is not woke I'm, like i'm i'm from portland like cracker barrel is not the shit like we we just in the last 10 years 
got Cracker Barrel out here. But yeah, it's not really, it's not really my thing. Chick-fil-A, however, I will say, like just on the record, call the fucking FBI. I would absolutely hold a gun to Chick-fil-A's head and make them renounce Christ so that I could eat a spicy chicken burger again. I would do that. It It is... Chick-fil-A is it's tasty. I'm just going to it say is, it. And I'm not going there and it fucking sucks. And if I could get them to just be like, yeah, we're atheists now, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Coming yeah. over. I mean, honestly, if they would just say like, we're not going to actively promote Christianity in our store. Yeah. <laughs> our, yeah weird, truly. our weird version of Christianity. Or even like in and out is very explicitly evangelical, but have they done anything like explicitly anti-queer? Like they put scripture verses on literally all of their paper products. Yeah, but they're not like. <laughs> but they're not out here like handing burgers to people who are protesting gay marriage, and that seem they seem fine with that. Yeah, I don't know. You can you know, and you can be. I mean, like I'm gonna. I'm. This is gonna sound weird. You can be anti queer and not be a dick about it. Like, mm. like you can believe within your heart of hearts that men should not marry men. Like, they can't it's not possible justin i don't know if you know po- this yeah I don't, it's yeah. not possible for a man to marry because the p and the v is what makes the marriage um <laughs> whatever <Aww. laughs> yeah whatever i don't believe that like like you can believe that fine whatever but like allow other people to maybe not believe that allow other people to live yeah you see that's the problem live without letting you. other people live is an infringement on their rights yeah as like, people yeah. To not let other people live. Letting a vegan eat at a Cracker Barrel is somehow opening the doors of wokeness, which they don't even know what those words mean. <laughs> like, like, like it's just anything I don't like is woke. So, yeah. So we just kind of can. And, and I just I find it hilarious. You know, yeah, you can take this is was a fun comment. You can take my pork sausage when you can pry it from my cold, dead hands. Like. No one threatened to take your pork sausage. Like no one threatened to take it away from you. Like they're... they'll still serve it to you for yeah. the same price, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a fun one. Go ahead and change your name to California Guacamole Watering Hole. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it, but I'm also obsessed. I love it not applicable yeah but i still like i i would love to california guacamole watering hole is absolutely a restaurant train that i would start yeah. and i'm from oregon so that's I, that's kind of a bridge too far for many people from mm-hmm. my state oh, yeah i mean so there good. were some people standing up that were saying like weird how few people in this thread believe in capitalism if no one buys <laughs> it but, you know like like that's the thing like they espouse the the capitalism is amazing free markets like everything should be decided by a free market and then the second the market turns against them we're like hey whoa rig the market like anytime the market adds a thing yeah that did, wasn't created expressly for them oh yeah that's right yeah and and it's, it is it's really odd because there's so much because I'm just a nerd and I'm constantly reading history, but so much of like white supremacy was labeled just like good capitalism, right? We're just doing what's best for business. And it's best for our white clients if black people aren't allowed to shop here, just as an example, right? But I, I think it's really funny that it's like, oh yeah, we're all about we're all about capitalism. And also before the woke thing, everything we didn't like was communism, right? But then they're trying to like s- extremely limit 
what people can have access to <laughs> based on like their personal preferences and like extremely limit where people can go and like what kind of associations people can have and what language can be used. And it's like, this is, these are all the things that you told us that communism was I'm not saying that, that that's not an accurate assessment of communism. That's neither here nor there, but it's like, this is, this is what you told us we shouldn't be doing. And so it's really interesting to see them like immediately turn their backs on their own, their own beliefs and, and, and the things that they have been saying for forever because more choices is somehow woke, which I'm told is communist. That's what the internet says anyway. So yeah, make it no, make sense. There's no like, and even I, I'm not going to talk about this too much, but like even this whole like Trump getting Trump having a warrant served against him it was a raid. Like they walked in there. The Secret Service knew about it they, and they retrieved documents. But it's like immediately it's understand. immediately it's like defund the FBI. Like, oh, what what do woke liberals say? They say defund the police. We're gonna say defund the FBI. Like, like wait, wow. wait a second. I thought the FBI were the heroes. Like, I remember when they opened up that investigation against Hillary Clinton, they were like the heroes of democracy. Oh, funny. Like the FBI doesn't like serve your political whims, they just like enforce the law, which I mean, I'm sure there's an asterisk against that. Don't several oh, it's fine yeah keep going it's fine assume <laughs> an asterisk FBI. anytime i talk about law enforcement assume <laughs> a lot of asterisks behind that okay <laughs> like yeah it's just in and that's this is where conservatism uh, so, someone else smarter than me came up with this definition and i'm gonna probably butcher it a little bit but it's essentially like the definition there has to be an in-group and an out-group and the in-group the laws don't apply to and the out-group all of the laws apply to so we have to position ourselves as the in-group and we can get away with shit. Trump can be a Christian and get and, and pay for women's abortions. And that's fine because he's in the in-group and he's going to protect the in-group. The out-group, though, needs to have their rights taken away. The out-group needs to have laws, you know, needs to have law enforcement up their asses about everything. You know, but if we if that ever happens to us, it's persecution, you know, so it's like that it is built on this idea of an in-group and an out-group. And we have to use the power of the in-group to enforce the law on the out-group, but never us like we get away with it. And you see this with like these good old boy networks, like, I mean, even like under the banner of heaven, like from what I've seen, I haven't seen watched all of it, but it's just like the we don't call the cops on Mormons, you know, like. We're, we're good, we're, you know, like we're good Mormon people. We don't, we don't enforce man's laws on, you know, on us, you know, <laughs> other people, you oh, know, God. but not us. Oh um, God. And that's, that's, that's for, for better or worse, that is, that is the definition that begins to make, like their choices begin to make sense when you see it through that lens. Cause then you can be like, oh, you guys are just flip floppers, you know, like, well, they're not mm -hmm. actually like, right. The FBI is good when it's policing them. Uh -huh. The FBI is evil when it's policing us. And, you know, again, like Cracker Barrel is good when it's catering to our needs. Right. When it's anti-queer. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is a good thing. If And it's not even it's not even like, oh, you now have to be affirming. It's like if you stop being anti-queer, you have started oppressing us. I, and I haven't followed up as much on Chick-fil-A as as I should, as, as a internet personality, I should be up on all the news stories, but Smart. I'm not, 
but as I understand it, Chick Fil A now the the sons of Truett Cathy are are uh, their his children are more running the show. They've kind of they've not like openly recanted a lot of the bullshit he said, but they've kind of walked away from a lot of that, or it's kind of like we just want it to be a business now. Thanks, Dad. But they they've had there have been some Christians, not very many, but some Christians that are like oh we're Chick Fil A is not taking a stand anymore, so because they're gonna, a business because they're yeah they're just a business because capitalism yeah they're like, going to do whatever's best for the majority of the people who come in the doors yeah and, and at one point it was beneficial for them to be shitty to queer people that got yeah. people in the door not that long ago not no <laughs> not long ago like since since myspace yeah <laughs> it's a really helpful frame of reference for yeah. people <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now that's not as good for business. And so they're walking back on that a, a, a little bit. Not much. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, but it, don't don't give them your money. So I just I find that interesting that they just they don't they don't they only like capitalism when it serves them. And it's communism only them. when it doesn't serve them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again, I'm just like. I'm still I'm still putting it out there. Still haven't had anybody take me up on it. I'm just waiting for a conservative to be like, oh, yeah, you should buy me lunch and a drink and I will tell you all of the things that you need to know. And for some reason, none of them are interested in actually defending their beliefs. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. Yeah, I was I was called a Marxist on the, I, I poked my head up uh, from Facebook earlier nice. this week and commented um, and someone had posted a meme about the inflation bill that i mean i'm not a huge fan of the inflation bill uh, that was recently passed but there's good things in it i think the bar is low but it's it's not entirely terrible it was just not an accurate meme at all it was not the meme i'm not going to just but anyway i just was i pointed out that hey this isn't accurate this is not like helpful like there's not like eighty-seven thousand irs agents gonna like Armed, armed, armed IRS armed agents. going to come and requisition your small business. Like that's not. No one cares. No one cares. Besides the point, if you opened a small business in the United States, you consented to be taxed for that small business. Sorry. Excuse you, sir. Yeah. How like, dare you? Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't consent to be taxed. Like if you opened a small business, you did. Like I <laughs> having recently incorporated myself, you do consent to that. Um, they make you sign yeah saying that you do anyway yeah i was just, i i i tried to be reasonable and just pointed out like hey this isn't really accurate and that's not cool and i was eventually it eventually devolved to someone saying that i'm a marxist even though nothing of what i said was marxist like like i could have said something very marxist but it's like that, that, but that's like, it's this punt to communism or punt to Marxism, which is funny. It's like this 1980s era, like Reagan propaganda, like that, like that still plays with you. Like I just laughed. It literally laughed out loud. Like <laughs> you are, you have just cued me in that you are not even worth my time. I didn't even comment after that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm done. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not. You're not going to have a good faith conversation. Yeah, you're just not going like to do that's, that. That's what that is. Yeah. Like you, For you, it's about power. Specifically, I think the power to exclude. And that's kind of it. And if you, if your power or like your perceived power, it's not even real power. Like they had no fucking say over what was being sold at fucking Cracker Barrel. Like it's just their perceived 
power that it's like, oh yeah, this like cracker bro, like this is this is our spot, man. Like this is one of our spots. And like the liberals, they can't take this shit from us. And then it's like, oh well, there's vegan people who also need to eat in the world. <laughs> like, no, actually, there's not. God did not intend for any countries to have vegans who didn't starve to death. Yeah, I think someone like I can't remember the exact one, but it was just like somebody pointed out like. I hope you get bitten by a tick that makes you allergic to meat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's the good is it's not just vegans, like right, people that make totally. a choice to not eat meat. There are some people that are legitimately allergic to meat and yeah, for whatever reason. And they would like to eat at a cracker barrel as well, without just saying like side salad, please. Or just not be precluded from eating if everyone is going to Cracker Barrel and they don't have their car, you know, like it's not even it's not even like a thing about we have to make sure that like we're catering to all the all the people who can't eat meat because their bodies like don't make that enzyme or whatever. Like it's not even about that. It's just like just to give them the option is somehow oppressive. Yeah. And I notice I noticed that now in stores because I have a couple of friends that are vegan or vegetarian. I'll notice mm-hmm. that like some restaurants will be like, how could a vegan eat here? Like they can't. They could get a side of corn or something, you know, like <laughs> probably not because it was probably cooked in some kind of oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I, I this is like city barbecue. cooked in butter. Yeah, I was I was at city barbecue one day and I was like, I remember thinking like there is no way a vegan could eat here like. Not that every restaurant has to cater to vegans. That's not it. But it's just like literally every vegetable in here is cooked in animal fat. <laughs> like there's just not. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with it. But it was just, I was like, yeah, this is, a uh, you know, and so I, I yeah, good for Cracker Barrel for being a little more accessible and for, you know, take taking one for the liberal team. Thanks. Welcome <laughs> to the woke club, Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. You're now mm-hmm. woke liberals. Sorry. Last time I was at a Cracker Barrel, I did buy. So we were like messing around in the old country store, having a good time. I was trying on bonnets and they had nice. records. They had records at the old country store. So I was like, oh, oh. I was lo- looking through the records and I saw this Prince record. It was Purple Rain. And it was like with Prince on the motorcycle and everything. Yep. I was like, I feel like I need to buy this from Cracker Barrel. <laughs> like, just to have it. Just to have it. Um, I like, I went up there and I slid, I slid it over to the little, the poor evangelical teenager that was running the, the, you know, like, I'm going to purchase this at Cracker Barrel. Thank you very much. (laughs) Oh yeah, I know. So how surprising. Yeah. All right. So crazy, crazy times in conservatism. I hope the worst thing that happens is that they just stop eating or cracker barrel and they don't do anything else but once again they're gonna forget (laughs) as soon as as soon as somebody needs to eat they're gonna forget which is fine i'm actually okay with that yeah it's fine eat where you want totally you don't have to boycott shit yeah just because someone else can eat there yeah enjoy so we're gonna take a quick break for some capitalism and uh then we'll be back Thank you mean communism or that's right people choices Yeah, because you'll be served a menu of options. um, (laughs) And that you get to choose what you want. And you get to choose to ignore the ads. And that also is communism. Someone is being oppressed. Yeah. By your choice. Yes. That doesn't impact them at all. 
I actually hope that we get like an ad for McDonald's and saying now serving meatless burgers. That would be, yeah, that would be, yeah. Like so many restaurants serve meatless options and they didn't get an uproar, but I guess Cracker Barrel is just the, it's a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. It so, is. Enjoy your capitalism. We'll be back. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth. And this podcast is just that here at the speaking in church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church it's a podcast about change it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side you can listen wherever you get your podcast and if you want to be a guest yes you regular person you can be a guest on the speaking in church podcast if you want to come on just let us know Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening to some of our friends in the great wide world of capitalism. We are recording a little bit early this week because I'm going to be out of town when we usually record, which means that we don't have any new patrons to announce. However, if you would like to sign up to become a patron and you can jump onto our little discord server and we're trying to get to 50 patrons so that we can plan a listener hang in washington dc so if you want to do that it's just patreon.com slash go home bible super simple if you sign up at a certain tier you get a life verse from us i mean from 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 the holy spirit but like given to you by us um we don't we don't we don't choose them ahead of time it's just wherever the lord leads us yeah so super appreciate your support and we're really grateful we're like actually getting really close to to our goals so we're like oh we're gonna actually have to start talking about this for real in a few (laughs) uh which is awesome so sweet that's what we're doing right now so hopefully if you're able would love for you to check that out if you're not just you know text this episode to a friend who's also leaving church because we all know someone who is leaving (laughs) <laughs> or someone that you feel like needs to leave church somebody who's like inching their way out that's yeah. real i don't know if the bible's real oh you need to check out this podcast <laughs> just you wait just wait we will blow all of the holes in the bible yeah. for you <laughs> so I, I was trying to think about a drinking game for this story this the story we're, we're doing parties in the bible and um, we're going to do the party where john the baptist is beheaded wild times wild times i'm gonna say whenever the bible starts to sound like the premise of something you would find on pornhub take a drink oh no i mean nothing no no offense to pornhub but like oh god it's yeah it's 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 what you would be searching for on pornhub that i'm saying oh no about. yeah like (laughs) if this seems like something you might find then go ahead and take a drink so I'm kind of sad now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sweet. Let's, let's, we've, let's, we've already said that like porn reminds us of clowns fucking on this show. <laughs> so like we're not anti-porn. We're just not like super into porn. But right. We're gonna, but we're gonna like say if it sounds like a premise to Pornhub, take a drink uh, and you'll you'll be drunk pretty quick because this is a weird story. Oh no. So, do you want to do the story, or do you want me to do it? Well, okay, so I I do have to say, like, this story is pretty... (laughs) 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 Okay, 
Wow. So many things that I didn't know. Cool. So one of the, one of the many things I didn't know was like, why were we taught this story as children? Again, like this is like, this is like Pornhub searches. Yeah. <laughs> why? Stepdaughter dances for stepdad. Like that's, like that's okay. Yeah. I mean, mm, uh, mm-hmm. anyway, the other thing I didn't know who's, was that uh, who's married to his brother's wife. I don't even, how does, like, how does that even, wait, he's married, so it's, so it's his niece, is what you're saying. hmm Well, cool, that's niece great. Niece and stepdad, yeah, so, yeah, all kinds of weird. Uncle, uncle, stepdad, yeah. cool, uncle, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> niece, stepdaughter, dancing for uncle, stepdad. As you do. The other thing that I did not know was that the beheading of John, of St. John the Baptist, according to Eastern Orthodox people, occurred on uh, Sunday, September the 11th. That's right. So I'm just, I don't know. That's At least that's not a Pornhub search. I don't even know what to say about that one. Yeah, so rewinding all the way back, John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin, I guess, on his mom's side, because he didn't have a dad. dad. We've discussed this thoroughly. And John the Baptist went well grew up and we're told became like kind of the first person in jesus own time to be like preaching about the gospel essentially right and repentance and so that's that's sort of where this is like taking off john the baptist baptizes jesus and again like their dynamic is kind of strange because that whole story is interesting where he's like, you should be the one baptizing me. Like, how do you like, what, what do you know about each other? Like, this is just all very, yeah. and there's, there's been speculation that Jesus was like, so John the Baptist was probably a, a member of the sect called the Essenes who were kind of like, mm. um, mm-hmm. this probably isn't the best way to describe them, but almost like monastic in their approach, like with like withdrawing from society. So actually let's just take a second. Because I do want to talk about this. We've probably talked about this before, about kind of the main political players in first century Palestine and kind of what they were about. And I, I honestly think their responses to trauma, honestly, in some ways, because you have the Pharisees who were very much, and I'm going to butcher some of this because I'm just trying to try to truncate it to give a little summary. The Pharisees were very much like, we want to become holy and then God will get us out of this mess. I think there was one Pharisee saying that was like, you know, if all of Israel obeyed the law perfectly for one day, basically all our problems would be solved. So a thing I would also say if I were living under Roman rule, possibly. Yes. (laughs) I I would say modern evangelicalism falls under that kind of mentality. And I'm not equating them to Pharisees in like the pejorative sense, but, but that kind of response to, you know, an occupation or trauma being like, you know, let's, let's Mm. just become Let's, let's return to our faith as best we can. And yeah. you had the Sadducees yep. who were like dollar dollar bills, y'all. Like, like Rome is here. Let's find a way to partner with them to make the dollar bills. So then you have the zealots who were like, let's just kill them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which is also, con- I mean. Valid. It's valid. You know, like they got ACAB tattoos. Like. They are maybe all Romans are bastards, you know. Like, you know, I mean, that's that again, legitimate responses. The Essenes were like, we're going to withdraw from society altogether. 
These are like, you know, the like the, right. the sovereignty people that are just out like homeschooling their kids. Like, no, like, nope, not doing we're just it. Getting out of the society altogether. That's a very like brief overview. So John the Baptist is one of those. That's why everyone's like leaving cities and going and getting baptized with him out in the wilderness. Cause we're like, we're, we're just all going to get high on locusts and honey and wait till God comes back kind of thing or God comes and delivers us. So yeah, Jesus is, is tied up with him. I, I, there's a couple different theories you could say to this one. Yeah. They could have been cousins. It could have, but also like John the Baptist was like, actually a person that was significant in the sense that the historical record reflects that he existed josephus talks about him and his like antiquities like more than he talks about jesus <laughs> like like much huh? much more so one could say if you were not going to be as generous to the bible as maybe we were as evangelicals that like there is an agenda to attach Jesus to this very popular religious figure in first century Palestine and then and John the Baptist in order to make Jesus more legitimate. So, so having John the Baptist say, Oh, you should be baptizing me. Oh, I should be, you are greater. I am less. And not to say that, I mean, I'm not going to say that maybe that maybe John the Baptist did say that it's not, I'm not totally throwing it under the bus, but I just think from a historical perspective, if you were going to have a significant first century Jewish person, Probably you're going to want to tie them to John the Baptist in some way because he was a, a medium tier player who didn't just make the Bible. He also made other history books as well. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a great point and one I never really thought about. So uh, or you could say the Bible holds up because Josephus also attests to most of the stuff that the Bible says about John the Baptist. You know, it, take your pick. The Bible is. This is just, we just proved that it's true. We did. I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. We just. So, I'm, so there's a party. Yeah. There's a okay. party. John the Baptist is arrested at one point because he was gaining a following. Josephus says that, you know, he was gaining a following and Herod, not Herod the Great, but his son, Herod Antipas or Herod the Tetrarch, depending on what you're reading, was kind of like this dude could incite a rebellion and we don't really want that. Rome has given me this cushy job as like the king, but not the king. You know, the Herods were like all the benefits of the king as far as like money and power or not, or I should say money and maybe prestige. They just didn't necessarily have the same power, which honestly, if I get to live in a palace and pretend I'm a king, that's kind of almost as good. I feel like that's better, you know, like. But he also could be head. I don't want all that responsibility. Yeah, I don't want the responsibility. If it gets really bad, I want to call the Romans. But <laughs> I would love to have a party. So, so he he does have John the Baptist arrested, and so he's in prison. I think he's probably pretty happy with him in prison. According to the Bible, John the Baptist was saying bad things about Herod's new wife, Herodias, which. That's not. These are just titles. Yeah, like, or is this like some Jamie and Cersei nonsense going on? You know, like. Oh God, no one knows. Um, twins. Anyway, they may have been twins. Who knows? Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he's he's basically condemning their marriage according to the scriptures, and so she's not too happy about it. And Herod has a party, as you do when you're a king, but not king. And he gets in his cups. Mm, mm-hmm as you do which i that's just a long-standing thing in the bible like if you're a king and you have a party you're gonna get in your cups there's some cups that need to come out 
that's just how you throw parties back then, I suppose. And so his stepdaughter slash niece performed a dance for him. That was on his birthday. On his birthday. <laughs> on his birthday. So a little happy birthday, Mr. President kind of thing going on here. And he's apparently so impressed with this dance that he, you know, is like, I will give you anything, whatever you want. Yeah. And so to me, like, I think that the, I think the story falls apart a little bit in the, in the part where she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ask my mom. Like that's valid, but he's like, I'll give you anything you want up to like half the kingdom, Mm -hmm. which I don't know was his to give (laughs) valid. But then she goes to her mom and her mom's like, um, no, just have him kill this one dude who's in jail. Like assuming that like this young daughter, young ish daughter, I'm assuming that this is, she has more of like a TikTok influencer lifestyle. Like, I don't think she really knows what's going on. Like politically, Yeah. <laughs> if I had to wager or guess. So to me, I'm just like, okay, even if my mom was like, Hey, you should, you should, you should, you should have this guy killed for me i think that i would still be like no i think i'm just gonna take my own mansion thanks yeah i think i'll (laughs) just have a lot of gold coins i appreciate it but i need to go shopping and everybody knows that the best shopping is in rome so bye but anyway according to the bible she goes back to herod and is like hey yeah so could you kill this one dude for me I don't, I just, it doesn't make any sense. Girls didn't do politics back then. I mean, that's, that's not, I'm not serious about that. I just feel like this probably wasn't really her role. No. <laughs> She's not the understudy for the, for the Herod position. No. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think her life was probably pretty cushy compared to pretty much everybody back then. Mm-hmm. But Herod's like stressed out. And he's like, well, I got all these people who are here who like heard me make this promise. And like, ah, people are watching me. And I really said that I was going to do it. So he was like, fine, whatever. Like behead John the Baptist, who he had put in prison some months earlier. Does does it feel like a setup to you? Huh. Interesting. Maybe so. Okay, I can't just kill John the Baptist. He's way too popular. But if I'm tricked into killing John the Baptist and mm. the honorable thing is for me to save face, then oops. It wasn't my it fault. It wasn't my fault. Now, yeah. now, now I get to blame my 14-year-old niece yeah. for his murder. Yeah, for his it is her fault. It's that woman's fault, you know, which right. is like the, the te- which is the, the ringing accusation throughout the Bible. Um, <laughs> I didn't do it. This woman you gave this me. This woman you gave me did it. Um, yeah. Anyway, John is executed. Real fun party for everybody involved. It's like, oh, and, and okay. So I have to be honest again. This is like, this is one of the downsides to going to like a royal party is that somebody's probably going to get executed. <laughs> Everyone is so fucking drunk and high that like, the king's gonna some the king's gonna get mad at, at a person yeah. and that person is not going to probably survive the night. Yeah, it's like the king is so drunk and high, either he is gonna elevate me way beyond my station or he's right. gonna execute me. It's a lot of risk. Like there's no in between. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> no one just has a good time. <laughs> no, no. This is all like sheer terror. Like you 
do not know what is going to happen. And you just, you know, you're trying to like have a fun time and like get some fleets up on Instagram. And all of a sudden the King's like, yeah, so you got, I don't, I don't like you. I've just, I've been sitting on this for like 14 minutes and I just think you're kind of a bad guy. I don't like your vibes. You got to go. Like, I don't know. This is the part that really stresses me out about these parties is like, stay as far away from the King as fucking possible. (laughs) (laughs) You do not want to be near that guy. What is the, what is the weight like? Like. This is this is like I'm wondering like so he he does the thing like oh I'm gonna ask my mom like a bring like and then she drops the bring me the head of John the Baptist like okay I'm guessing at a bare minimum this is a thirty minute wait oh at least if not longer at least like where there's like no music everyone's just like awkwardly sitting around like some people are still like taking bites of food and like. There's some people who are drunk and, and yelling, but there's nothing going on. People are just like, is he really going to do it? Yeah. Are, are we going to see a head in this? <laughs> like, Right, right. And it's like, to me, I think that there's some there's some potential there for for a riot also, right? Because John had followers. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece of it. I'm just like, okay, the king is the king's like doing his thing. And uh we don't necessarily want to be a part of that, but you know, they they were trying to like keep John from starting an uprising as as the person in charge. You do have, that's that's one of your primary responsibilities. Yeah. It's like an unspoken. If you work for Rome. It's an unspoken. <laughs> yeah. It's like they will come and get your head if things get out of control. So just again, keep that in mind when you're throwing your party. Yeah, but it's like it had to have been. Like if it was in if it was in the same building it had to have been 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like if they have to like go like uh and then there's like oh, who's going to do it? Like cuz they they did it in the prison. So it's like right. All right so I guess we got to okay. Hey. Well, this is like okay, who's going who has the plate? Who has the fucking plate, yeah. dude? Like we got to take the plate down there. He's on shift. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, this is just like the most <laughs> distressing. And then John the Baptist is like, "Oh, is it meal time?" Oh, <laughs> nope, nope. Sorry, sorry. He probably didn't even get to have. Maybe they gave him his last meal. Yeah, perhaps. Of seems unlikely. And honey. I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta go out with a bang. But I guess, yeah. If your if asceticism is your whole vibe, then maybe you don't. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, real showstopper. They bring out Truly. this head. Like, so awkward. And then they present it to like the cousin stepdaughter. Like here's here's here's, here's the head, the you, head asked you asked for. And then she goes and gives it to her mom. Like here's the head you asked for. <laughs> like like does the band I'm start put it playing on my dresser? Then? Like, right, right. I know. Like. Does it? What, what, Everyone's what? sober at this point, so does it even matter if the band starts playing again? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's been too long. Like the alcohol is out of most people's systems. Yeah. yeah then they t- then then John's de Bible. I was gonna say John's de Bibles. Like what? <laughs> John's disciples came and took the body That's... and buried it, and they went and told Jesus, like, okay, uh, our guy's dead. This guy. I don't know if you heard of him. His name is John. His name is John the Baptist. He baptized you. you. Somebody said he was your cousin, maybe. Yeah. And Jesus does nothing. Does nothing. He just like goes and prays. He's like upset. And, you know, at right. least in Matthew. He gets on a boat. 
Yeah, exactly. Which now that I'm thinking about it, that's not really nothing. Yeah. Get like stealing one of your friend's boats is technically not nothing. Yeah. And then he goes and feeds 5,000 because I guess that's what you do. Like if you're Jesus, that's what you do in a rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> Feeling grief. True. You take no you take no time off and then you're ner- you just have a complete nervous breakdown on the side of a mountain and it's raining sideways and you decide to like walk on water. Walk on water. As like a joke. Just like right. <laughs> just to like fuck with people. Cause you know, you don't know how to properly process <laughs> grief. I you know, I, I'm beginning to see a different side of this story. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm speculating. This is I don't know anything about the Bible because like what can you really know? Well, I'm going to let you in on a secret, Tori. Most of biblical interpretation is just speculation based on the very scant evidence we have. Oh, my gosh. Let's, yeah. This morning, this morning, my 10 year old was like, how do we know if we're real? But kid, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> people have been asking. I don't know. What to tell you like this could all just be like a simulation he was like or i could be the only person who's actually alive and everybody else could just be like things that are being made up to make me think that i'm having an experience like and like you're a little you're a little too young to watch the matrix not because he's too young but he is a little bit you know yeah it's a little there's some scary parts but i'm like you're gonna be very into this shit i'm sure yeah (laughs) when you're a little bit older we have questions my nine-year-old sometimes just looks around and she's like what is being alive? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's overrated. I can tell you that. I don't know. I said, it's pretty cool, isn't it? She's like, yeah, like I get, I get to be alive. Like, I mean, good. Revel in that. Savor this moment. (laughs) Most of us peak at nine. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, I'm sure John probably had one of those moments. Jesus clearly had many of those moments. Like, I don't actually, what's actually going on here? So anyway, dude is beheaded at this party. And it's kind of the end, honestly. You know, we don't really know much about the other people that ended up at this party, I mean, Herod Antipas eventually is not king again. Herodias is, you know, like nothing really terrible happens to them, I don't think. Mm, so it's not mm-hmm. like, you know. It's not one of those times where God is like, bitch, I'm going to pay you back. Yeah. For what you did to my guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he does. I mean, he, eventually Herod Antipas does fall from power and, you know, falls out of favor. But it's. But I mean, that just comes with the job. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, a new emperor comes in town and they don't like you, like... Off you go. You're moving out of the palace now. Sorry. You know, pack up your shit. You know, this is, you know, like, basically everyone is renting from the emperor. (laughs) And so he can just be like, you're done. Sorry, evicting you. It's kind of like Cusco and Yzma. Yzma just gets to pretend Mm -hmm. that she's the boss. And she's not. It's like... Okay, but when the emperor says you're done, you're you're done. Like enjoy whatever it is you do after this. I don't care. What do you put on your resume after like was kind of the king of Judea? <laughs> Hopefully he just gets lots of speaking gigs. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> goes on the speaking sir <laughs> the lecture circuit yeah i mean that's the good thing about all those roman roads man you can just go anywhere <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna go speak about my time Ex- how to execute a baptist a very popular person in your territory and be thanked for it by the emperor <laughs> by being let go yeah so it, it is just a strange little story i mean it, it it is it is one of the i wouldn't say few but one of the one of the aspects or stories in the bible that can be linked to other other people atta- other people sources. attest to it as happening mm-hmm. I, I mean and josephus is a you know that's a whole nother bag of worms whether or not how mm-hmm, accurate mm-hmm. he or they are but mm, because I see. because here's the yeah. thing all history all historians have an agenda and ancient historians really had an agenda so it, it's just you know how much of it is 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 real versus not but at least he's he can attest to it after the fact that hey this guy was executed by this person at this party for just being really, really ridiculously good looking. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, ancient Rome, man, like you don't stand out above the crowd unless you've got an army uh-huh. at your back. Uh-huh. Like that's just don't do it. Yeah. You know, Jesus, Jesus fucked around and found out. John the Baptist fucked around <laughs> and found out. Like real quick. Real quick. Jesus was probably not the only person crucified that day. And neither probably the two thieves weren't you know there's probably a line of people we just only know about the people to his right and his left because the romans they liked killing people man they enjoyed that and they were pretty creative like when it came to their like public displays of don't fuck with us um Yeah, I mean, I think you got to have something. If you don't have social media or like newspapers, you really got to have something that's going to travel far and wide real fast. <laughs> Try and keep people in line. Nailing people to trees will do that, I think. This is why you shouldn't have empires. But anyway. Yeah, empires, you know, don't bring out the best in humans. <laughs> no, they really don't. People make bad, bad decisions and they start doing empire shit. Not great. And then like... And again, usually the first emperor was like, oh, kind of an asshole. And then all the other emperors are like the real asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first guy at least like does some good things for the people like in proximity to him that he wants in proximity to him rather. But yeah, after that, it's just all <laughs> it's just reigns, reigns of terror one after another yeah, ne- over and over. Nero played a fiddle while he watched Rome burn like for fun. He's like, this is this is working out great for me. Yeah, actually. I, this is this this is pleasant. I wanted to play by firelight, and now I am. I really enjoy the accompaniment of people screaming. From what I understand, like they like that's that's not a unfair statement about Nero. that <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's the other thing though is like if you're drawn to that job, you're definitionally a sociopath and i don't mean to like diagnose nero in retrospect because i'm not a psychiatrist i can't do that i'm just saying like you have no empathy you're like i want to be the emperor of rome you're a bad dude probably a bad person yeah or i mean if you want to be the client king of judea you're probably a bad person you know like that's most in the bible and also 
other historical documents show that these Herod the Great, not great, uh, not a good person. His sons, not good people. And, you know, so yeah, empires are not cool. I mean, sorry if your niece performs a lap dance and the end result is you killing someone because <laughs> you didn't like them. You're not a good person. Like, wow. Wow. Like, okay. Like, on many levels mm-hmm. already. Yep. We've already got some problems here. Yeah. Step one was problematic on that journey. <laughs> right. This is your first problem. You're not supposed to be in this role at all. Yeah. Step two. You're not supposed to be that entranced by your niece's dance. <laughs> Just not. Totally normal things. I assume in the Roman Empire. This is probably not that weird. I mean, it doesn't seem like it was weird for Bible times, just in general. There were, I mean, yeah, I mean, the last, the Persian king was like, bring out my wife and let me parade her around for my guests to see. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know. Like, okay, cool, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But, you know, I'm glad that the, the world's not like that at all now. So we've put patriarchy. Yeah, we've, it's we've great. Put, we fix things. We put patriarchy behind us for sure. <laughs> yeah, we we really have moving in a better direction. So I guess um, who are you going to cast for these folks? <laughs> in my my head, immediately went to Nero, and I was like, I don't want to do that. That's terrible. <laughs> want to cast Nero? <laughs> oh man, who's like a creepy old guy that we can cast as Herod? <laughs> I'm gonna do Ray Fines. Uh, okay like i mean he's i I like ray fines generally but i think he can also be a weird creepy old guy Mm, weird creepy old guy okay okay cool man i don't know like who's whose head do i want to get rid of um it's a great it's a great question i kind of want to (laughs) say i kind of want to say hugh jackman for (laughs) I just feel like he could pull it off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. Oh, my Get gosh. Some, I don't really want to cast the niece. That could be problematic, I think. Yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just we'll just skip, we'll that, skip one. that one. That one's fine. Yeah, it's totally cool. Nobody needs to know that. No, we're good. Can we ca- can we cast Alex Jones? <laughs> People As we need to head. off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I also feel like Nick Offerman would be a good a good John the Baptist, to be honest. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Nick. I don't know. That's kind of sad. <laughs> Nick Offerman would be good. You know, I could also see, you know, someone like Javier Bardem or something, you know, if you wanted to do like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of like Alex Jones as a Herod of some kind, because I do think that like after a few generations the royal fa- any royal family becomes just increasingly unhinged and stupid like uh-huh. think of a particular family that has made itself adjacent to power in this country Ooh. and mm. no yeah. bad things <laughs> like unhinged and stupid <laughs> bad things are happening yeah. so so yeah don't form empires generally as a rule don't have your younger relatives dance for you also a bad call and and if you are entranced by someone's dance and it's consensual and age appropriate don't offer them 
all half your shit. Unless it's me, in which case, do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Tori or you're pretty certain what they're going to ask for. <laughs> Just these are the lessons we've learned from this Bible uh-huh. story. The Bible has so much to teach us. <laughs> this is, I, I think we need to go back to that. Like, what did we learn from this? But we need to like write it down. <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn from this Bible story? Empires. I still don't know. Or bullshit. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I still don't know why they taught it to us. No, <laughs> like, I don't know what it. What the fuck, like, dude? I, I, it probably was tied somewhere into like Fox's Book of Martyrs or something, like just some kind of like mm. martyrdom fetish stuff about eh. uh, losing uh-huh. your life or like Herod for Jesus. Well, actually, I, I do remember like like Herod was tricked by wicked Herodias women. Yeah, like which that's, is that's the that's that's the that's the lesson from women it. are bad. Women. Uh, Herod did nothing wrong. <laughs> And John the Baptist was a victim. Like that's pretty much John the Baptist and Herod were the victims in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, Mm -hmm. I'm on That's actually not too far off from what I was taught. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the victims of women. So they heard it folks. (laughs) The the many victims of women. (laughs) That could be its own. That could be its own. um, Oh my God. They just had this. I just had this thought. We should we need to create our own like vacation bible school curriculum but like with the actual lessons of the bible because then we can have we can have a lesson about adam and john the baptist and who were david and all the other people mm-hmm. who were victimized by the evil women yeah. in their lives yeah that'll be the day like the the theme will be the many victims of women <laughs> <laughs> things we learned from the bible yeah. we're not saying that women are evil we're just saying they we're do evil saying. things <laughs> to the innocent men in their lives by not staying covered up when they're invited to dance for them by not staying home so that you wouldn't be invited to dance because you wouldn't be yeah. around like if he said hey Ashley is like excuse me doesn't apply Ashley's like, like i was in my home happy with my gal pals and i was summoned up out of that you're the one who fucked this all up sir well you know according to some conservative that she was trans and that somehow makes her wrong we went over that oh well in that case yeah yes i mean of course that makes some sense of course the women and the the transes trans people trans people (laughs) who are many of them are women but but yeah according to them are we are we sure satan isn't a woman (laughs) Gwendolyn christie now we're back to that. You know. There we are. We're like full circle. full circle. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to this drunken episode. Really, really edifying drunken. True. Episode. You know, we we I think we just realized that this story was taught to us to throw women under the bus. <laughs> that, so convenient. That was the agenda. How interesting. Wow, that's a thing. So, wow. if you want to hear more of this hard-hitting biblical coverage. <laughs> um, you know like and subscribe yeah. or whatever it is that you do give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on uh, share with a friend secretly or publicly uh it doesn't matter to us mm. either way we're at go home bible on twitter and instagram i'm justin d gentry on twitter tori is at 
Tory Glass on the Twitters. And if we wish to be found, we will be. <laughs> if not, we will have deactivated because some bearded Thea bro is trying to cancel us and we just don't feel like dealing with it. So any parting words, Tori? Uh, don't throw parties. <laughs> That's not really my parting words. I don't know. I have no way to wrap this up. So Nick Offerman should play John the Baptist. Yes. Those are my parting yes. words. Please do this, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. Right. Amazing. We'll see you. Okay. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.